0: You're very welcome to the Turnhead podcast. It's season three, episode 30. It's a frustrating night in Iceland for Dundalk as they fall to a 3-1 defeat to KA in the second round qualifiers um, for the Europa Conference League. Joining us from Iceland to go through the match is Dundalk Democrats Niall Newbury. Niall, you're very welcome. Hi, Chris. How are you getting on? Yeah, uh, we're we we're enjoying your exotic locations backgrounds. We, we feel this one's this one's fallen flat here. What's happened? <laughs> yeah,
1: n- no no palm trees quite tonight, Chris. Um, but the sun's still out. Um, at this time of night, which is probably not the know. I don't know what it's like over there, but somehow I've managed to get a little bit of sunburn in Iceland, but I didn't get it in Gibraltar. So that's typical. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it's it's typical many things for, for the men. Um, um, on this night. Um, just your initial thoughts, mile on the game. It, it, you know, from from watching back here on on the stream, it was just looked like a frustrating night. And uh, we talked about, you know, having to be clinical at this level. And um, and did you feel that that was the difference between them? You know, when when the opportunities were presented to K A, they took them tonight.
1: Yeah, yes, I know. I think, like, I mean, the, like the the three goals and dog giveaway away tonight, Chris, in the first half were you know absolutely shocking. All three them from mm-hmm. a defensive point of view. I mean, um, there's. There's no two ways about it. Um I don't think KA were by any means superb. Yes, they did de- look, they defended very, very well. Um and were a real unit, particularly in the second half, where you know, the limit of the dock to practically you know nothing apart from John Martin's um, couple of chances, like you know, there was there was really <laughs> nothing in it for them Doc, in the second half. And so defensively they were quite good. I mean, I don't think like KA I thought, you know, my reading of it anyway, like in, in the first, you know, fifteen minutes or so, I mean like you could see how kind of nervous they were, I felt. Mm. I mean, like, they, they were kind of, they were a bit choppy and a sort of, they, they weren't, they didn't look overly confident. It's sort of, we kind of let them grow into the game a wee bit. Um, you know, and I think they hit the crossbar not too long after that. And um, around yeah. that point, you can see that they kind of grew in confidence and then dog really, couldn't really get much of a foothold. I mean, like, even speaking to their their press officer, you know, in, in advance of the game, August, you know, he he had said, like, I asked him today, like, you know, was it he, what What was the feeling in their camp? And he said, you know, they kind of felt it was 60 40, maybe in Dundalk's favour, you know, even going into this <laughs> first leg. So, Dundalk were probably the, the slight favourites going into this one. And I think, you know, a 3 1 deficit, you know, really doesn't read well at all. And I mean, look, you can look at the game in whatever way you want, but the bottom line is Dundalk lost 3 1 tonight, and they've got a massive mountain to climb
0: now in Orwell Park next Thursday. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's go. Let's go right back to the very start, then, Niall. And um, we all expected Pat Hoop to go back into the starting lineup, probably. And um, Greg Slogger to a certain extent as well, and, and Connor Malley. W- w- was that the expected lineup that you thought?
1: Yeah, there wasn't too many surprises in, in the starting mm. eleven. I mean, like maybe Louis Annesley, if 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 he had been fit, might have might have played. The fact that he didn't even come off the bench today might suggest that he wasn't quite there. It was great to see Pat Hooiberg. Um, back in the starting eleven, I suppose that was the question on everyone's lips. And um, in advance of the game, was would Pat Hoaden be be fit? Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, I, I wasn't overly surprised by you know any of the of the, of the selections in the starting eleven. Um, I think he went with what he felt and was was the best team. It wasn't unlike the formation that played against Rovers as well recently in the cup. Um, John Martin obviously came on in the second half and you know had a bit of an impact. But I mean, again, you're sort of looking at your subs bench, and there's not a whole multitude of options and um, to come and change a game so yeah in terms of the starting 11 I, I didn't feel there was too many surprises I, I kind of would have I probably would have guessed that would have been the 11 he went for maybe you know John uh, Paul Doyle might put my slightly slightly hard done by maybe but I mean that would have been or maybe Rhino
0: Kane might feel slightly hard done by maybe to not start that game tonight
1: yeah I, I, I'd say so I mean that being said in the second half he 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 didn't get much joy himself in the second half when he played the whole second half. But I mean, he kind of operated with a wing back system and um, did Stephen mm-hmm. O'Donnell. So I mean it would have been a question of where you accommodate Right, OK, maybe in that front three instead of maybe Dan Kelly or Johannes Elikoko. Um he obviously went with Johannes Elikoko um, and Dan Kelly. So and Dan Kelly, you know, got a goal in, in fairness to him, you yeah. know, had his contributions, had a couple of half hearted penalty appeals, waved away in the first couple of minutes, which you know yielded and um, booze the entire night from the KA support. <laughs> and um, so um not that he like he wasn't really he didn't dive or he wasn't looking for it so that was kind of hard to comprehend but that went on for 90 minutes. in fairness for poor dan so i mean yeah the starting 11 chris i i wasn't overly surprised by any selection really
0: yeah and and like, you you've touched on it already now like we, we kind of settled into the game fairly well you know illy coco had that little chipped effort just probably wasn't enough on that but you could see like those there was pattern of play there maybe we were going to get something all of a sudden, I I felt when when they did hit the crossbar on that channel, it's like it woke them up slightly. Yeah. To to kind of went, well, actually, we probably paid these guys a little bit too much respect when they looked at Dundalk, and and after that, like in particular, their goal. You know, I I, I heard Skip's post match interview with Gavin there. Like he was frustrated that you know like like we're on we're on a corner. It was it's a counter attack, and you know we we look. Poor, poor Andy Boyle is going to remember that slip you know it's just it's, it's an unfortunate timing but you know to be caught out like that is it, it, it's harsh isn't it
1: yeah it is it's an unfortunate goal but it, it, it is again a defensive lapse from from Andy Boyle who must be said you know was the outstanding player in the recent cup win against Rovers you know he was absolutely superb it was a colossal performance but you're right yeah that's not one he'll want to see again Chris I mean it, it was hmm. actually uh, uh Stein Grimson the number 10 I thought he was a bit of a thorn in the Dundalk side uh, the entire night. Um, He he was kind of bossing it in that that department, and you know he drew in a couple of Dundalk players. um, You know to be fair to him, and you know um, he puts it in for um, it was actually uh, um, I have his name here somewhere. Um, I can't quite find it. It was um, Siguris, yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, the number eleven. So I mean, and Adel Steynson, isn't it? Yeah, and it's a great finish. I mean, he, he mm. kind of slips it through Shepard, I suppose. There's nothing really you can do about it. It's, it's, it's a defensive lapse. It's, it's 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 quite, um. It's again, the category of avoidable goals. Um, mm. And Doc, Andy Boyle won't want to see it back again, of course. But, I mean, just going back, it, it, the earlier chances had set the tone. There was also another one where I think Davis just doesn't really deal with a, with a cross. And um, yeah. then it, it's actually the centre-half um, and Rodri just... Pearls one in and it just goes it just skims wide like so mm-hmm. they they had certainly w- were uh, woken up after that and I mean we we, but we I thought them dog kind of let them do that you I mean we we give them I really felt KA were probably there for the taking in the first fifteen minutes you could see that they were a team that were like they sixth in the Icelandic league Chris. yeah I mean like they were probably there for the taking and then obviously those couple of chances prior to the goal um you know it's it's such an avoidable goal and it's one that you know I actually asked even after the game but the the, the, the standard of the goals we give away. I mean, what's there to say? It was just they were awful, and that and that was in that
0: category. Yeah, I, 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 look, we we'll go through the goals anyway, but I think you're right. I think each of the goals could have been avoided, and um, in our own way, we were victims of our own downfall. And yeah. I suppose the bright, the bright spark, Nile of the night, was Dan Kelly's goal, and um, we've seen this actually a few times this year. Um, that you know, I'm i thinking back to the like, Sligo Way match for Wardy's goal and stuff sometimes when the initial play breaks down, Davis, is, or and we've seen Lee do it before, is very good at recycling that ball and getting it back in again. And that's what we've seen tonight. Initial play breaks down, cross comes in. But, you know, Davis runs into the corner to get that ball back, whips the ball back, across. It's, it's a strange bounce. It kind of comes off. Johannes didn't know anything about it, but it just lands perfectly um, for Dan Kelly. And it's opportunistic. Is that the way yeah, you know, actually, It's a good finish. Yeah.
1: Was, uh, opportunistic was exactly the word I was going to use, there, Chris. So you kind of rub me line on that one, but that's exactly what it was. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. I mean, it was and it was great. For, you know, at that point, you know, that was only four minutes after the KA goal. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like it was a it was a very very quick response from the doc. And you know, it, it was great to get. It. I mean, as you said, Davis, you know, puts a cross in, and Kelly, Dan Kelly, has an opportunity to take a touch at the near post, and then and mm-hmm. then kind of hook it hook it into the bottom corner, I suppose, if you like um it, it's not the most conventional goal you're going to see all season but i mean it was certainly one that was most welcome at that point you won all that yeah. stage I and mean, to be honest with you chris at that point i was thinking geez you know Dundalk could actually go and win this game now the way leg and perhaps you know really take a like a draw would have been a great result tonight in iceland make no mistake
0: absolutely
1: to bring back to oriel next week and i think any of us would have ripped i think that's what we we said here on sunday night we
0: said the draw would be would be ideal for us to come back here
1: yeah so I mean, I don't know what it was after that. Was it sort of, I don't know if it was tactical naivety or, um because I certainly felt Dundalk could win the game, but I'm not, you know, the man out there in the touchline making the decisions mm-hmm. on the players. I mean, like, um I, I felt like it's, it's easy for me or a, or, or a supporter to say that, that the game was there for the taking at that point. But I mean, there is a possibility that there was maybe a bit of tactical naivety um from Dundalk after that, because I felt like maybe, we opened up maybe too much after that goal. Mm-hmm. And as you could, as you kind of saw yourselves back home, the, the two goals K.A. got after that, us through we were kind of on the break through cutting us open um and we were kind of masters of our own downfall in that regard but the goal at that stage was a massive boost and i was just disappointed that we couldn't really build on that um after although kelly did have one that was just blocked and um, seconds later and um, yeah from yeah you know so i mean there was there was real scope there to kind of but, but after that there was just there was there was just nothing really and um, the block offered after that and we kind of opened ourselves up and you know k had the kind of the, the freedom of the ground in one respect
0: yeah, did, did you think, you know, like I said, I thought when, when we got that goal back in, I thought, can we press on here? Or can we just even control the rest of this half now and, and see it out? But it, it ended up just being a real sucker punch, that, that second goal in particular. Um, because you look at the weight of numbers that we had coming back and stuff like that, you're thinking, surely this is a controllable um, situation. We found ourselves, we're trying to push the player, Hogson out, out wide, wide, and um, you know to, to, to narrow the angle but it seemed like just just he just hit it just as Shep is taking one more step towards his near post and then for him to shift his body low down to get back across to the far post it's it's very very hard it's all happening in one move it's, it's not easy but it's just an awful sucker punch because you think you're back in this game you didn't play great and then you find yourself 2-1 behind
1: yeah, it's a huge sucker punch. I mean, um, and that's exactly what it felt. It did feel mm. like a punch in the gut, actually, because <laughs> it did feel like Dog had an opportunity to sort of get themselves, you know, possibly go back to Ireland with, with, with sort of a win next week, which would have been, you know, maybe you know nobody would have maybe seen that happening, and he would really felt it was there for them. But then it actually was. It was, it was a player that kind of flagged in my um, in my newspaper mm. reports this week. And um, it was actually uh, Daniel Hafsteinsson, who's their who's their only current Icelandic international. He's in the Icelandic national team, and he's only got a couple of caps, mind, but he's. He's in their he's in their team at the moment. He was the number seven and he kind of he kind of plays this, you know, incisive pass into um in, in, into Hakusin. Um you know, and again it's kind of similar it's similar again to to, to their goals in nature. I mean we kind of we kind of fall asleep, but kinda of caught cold a wee bit on it. Um you know, and again it's it's a great finish from from uh, uh, uh Hakusin, sorry. And um, make mm. no mistake. Um, not taken away from the finish, but I mean, again, it's one of those avoidable.
0: You know, I mean, it's. Ex- I think I think Shep was in a back, it and and probably yeah, think he that. could have done better. The defense will definitely say we should have been tighter to him. So I, mm. you know, I, I think from from Skip's point of view, he'd just be so disappointed because every one of these goals that we can see tonight was, was avoidable, and you you think of the heroic defensive display we put in, um, on Sunday. Mm. But that kind of gave us all that you know. Have we kind of, kind of clicked defensively now? Have we got rid of these little mistakes? And then we, could hopefully, we've made them all in one match. This is my only thing that we, we the yeah. back story apart. We'd like to think, like, well, we've made these mistakes. Let's not. And that was give one of my thoughts. thoughts.
1: Yeah, yeah. and Nick, mm-hmm. this is one of my thoughts. Kind of on the way home there, just from the ground. It's like you know, just the dog team. You've, you've been watching them all year, Chris. I've been watching them all year, and mm-hmm. um, for all my sins at times, like you know what I mean. But I mean. At the end of the day, like you know, what I mean, they're so Jekyll and Hyde and Doc, you know, there's nothing to say that they won't go to Oil Park next Thursday and you know get a three or four the win. That's just yeah. the way the Doc has been this season. It's it's been very very hot and cold um throughout most of the campaign, and you know even in Europe you you could argue like the, the Magpies game um the first leg was disappointing. You could argue. I mean, yeah. And then they go back to Oriel and and you know get three goals. Now that being said, you know Ka definitely showed today that they're definitely a level above magpies as we kind of expected, yeah. but defensively, you know, I know Stephen was, was in, has been in Iceland since, um, has been here in Reykjavik since Monday. and mm-hmm. um, He actually watched our league game against uh, Keflavik, who were, you know, the, the, the bottom side in... in it, was, it was a bad game, though. And I think he finished, yeah, finished 4-3 or, or something. So I'm not sure. Yeah. He he did kind of say that he was kind of wary if he'd go and watch them and whether it'd be the same version of Ka that he was going to get on Thursday. I'm suspecting maybe it wasn't. Um mm. that being said you know they've obviously got goals in them Um, but defensively yeah. they were superb in the second half i mean like the dog not you know team three one down in europe the dog couldn't really lay a glove barring martin's you know a couple of chances but i mean mm-hmm. look to go back to your earlier point i mean the are so jacqueline hyde i mean it's just they, they could get a win i mean they're going to need a very very good start um, and yeah. in oil park next Thursday at, at the risk of sounding obvious do you know what i mean and whether they can get three goals without reply um I'm not sure if you're putting major money on that at the moment, but um, look, it's levels, it's levels, Chris. And I mean, we yeah. know, we weren't we weren't absolutely vintage against Magpies, but you're probably going to get over the line against a team from Gibraltar with the greatest respect. Yeah, um, Iceland, you know, not the, not the, still not the strongest league in Europe, but they're still a level above... Um, Magpies, and then you look at the next round. You know, if if even if you did get through Chris, um, and it looks yeah, like it's going to be Bruges tonight, wasn't it? Yeah, it looks, like, it looks like it's going to be club Bruges if you do get through. So, yeah, they'll be Irish 3 0 tonight. Um, and if you defend like that against club Bruges, and um, you know, it's going to be an absolute cricket score. So, I mean, like, yeah. you really have to really factor that stuff in. It's but well, in talk as you said, even Sunday, a defensive masterclass, particularly from Andy Boyle, who makes the mistake for the first goal, that kind of yeah. sums up how kind of. Unpredictable or consistently inconsistent,
0: and talk of been and um, throughout yeah, the season. Yeah. And yeah, it, it's, But, it's but Niall, if if two one gets us frustrated <laughs> just before half time to go in three one down, I'm sure if Skip had hair, he'd, he'd be pulling it out. <laughs> on it, you know. Initially, at, at that time of play, I was convinced. Um, and when the, when the play broke down, that the player had to be offside. It, it, it looked it, but uh, you know, with their stills back, and he's clearly he was very smart. He just stayed inside his half and pitch, till the ball was played, and and you know, it's yeah. it, it's actually really really smart play, um, from the player and to come down we're at sixes and sevens. We're on the back foot. We're trying to race back in numbers. Nobody's really picking up a player. They're just trying to get numbers back in, and um, we go to close end a the player. It's a simple step over, and and there's our there's our friend <laughs> and all over again. And it's a cool finish in the bottom corner. It's a sucker, sucker blow, I'm sure. Skip was absolutely rage.
1: Oh, he was, yeah. I think we all were. I mean, like, you're thinking even at that point, you know, it's the first goal. Or the yeah, 2-1, you can, yeah, yeah. I would have dug like, that. Yeah, I mean, like, the, the second goal um is a sucker punch. I mean, but even then, you're thinking, like, let's just get into time, 2-1, yeah. re- regroup. You'd even take, as you say, Christopher, you'd even take 2-1 as a full-time score. Um, I would have, yeah. Like you would, I'd be confident we could get two
0: back in Oriel, but like I say, now you're at yeah, three, you would. and it's, it's looking even harder.
1: It's a mountain, and it's 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 the goal. It's it's again, it's the nature of the goal. We're actually on the attack, and yeah. we, we lose possession. And the captain, uh, 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 as um breaks. I mean, he he, he actually sends a cross, and I think it's Peterson. It's actually a
0: brilliant dummy. The,
1: the ball it's, brilliant. it's actually. It, it,
0: it's, I, and I don't know if you've seen the replay of it. He actually looks and glances. Where Hodgson's yeah, coming in, so he knows that player's gonna have a better opportunity than him and he'll take two defenders out with him. So it's a yeah. real smart step over suddenly he's got all the time in the world and nearly the full yeah. goal to aim at as well. It's it's smart play. Yeah.
1: yeah, I didn't have the benefit of a replay um at the match, and but I will watch it back naturally. But I mean, mm-hmm. um it's yeah, it appeared from from, from first view and it was an an amazing dummy. I think I think it was Peterson. I'm not ninety-nine percent sure, it might have been somebody else, but I think it was Peterson and he kind of um he's the Faroe Islands international and um, one mm-hmm. of the two internationals in the team. And um, you' being been uh, half-steinsen, obviously, you have already mentioned from Iceland. So, I mean, it's a great dummy. And again, it's, it's, it's that man again, uh, uh, you know, it's a, again, it's a brilliant finish. I mean, no, it's, 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 it's yeah. planted at home. And I mean, it's a very, very well-worked goal from, from their point of view, from K.A.'s point of view. But I mean, the nature of, of the origin of the goal, I mean, we actually are on the attack. We're in their half. Yeah. Again, do you know what I mean? We're the ones on yeah. the attack. We're the ones looking for the equalizer, and you're caught on the break again and again and again. And we've gone, we haven't got enough bodies back. That's why I'm referencing. I don't know if it was tactical naivety or what you put it down to, but I mean, it was just it's absolutely devastating to be coming out of here now to be coming home from Reykjavik here with a three-one deficit. I mean, I don't think even the most um, even the most you know dismal of dog supporters would have would have maybe set top we lose three-one here today. And, yeah, you know, no. I, I, and like, I don't think, I mean, yes, they defended quite well and they worked their goals quite well, but I mean, I don't think looking at them as players and as a team, they're two goals better than us if that makes sense. I mean, like, we, we really just shot ourselves in the foot time and time again tonight in that first half. And then, um, yeah. you know, we were actually nearly fortunate to concede to another maybe early in the, in the second half as well. But then we, you know, it, it was quite, the, the, the second half was practically non event apart from that and then Martin's chances and then obviously you know, Muller has a header which kind of doesn't really trouble the goalkeeper late on from Mali's free. So, I mean, like it was disappointing from that end. And I mean, it's, it's look, who knows what Thursday will bring, next Thursday will bring. But I mean, you can't defend like that again because this team have obviously proven tonight and obviously on Monday and even against Connor's Key in the first round that they've obviously got goals yeah. in their team and we need to, like, you know, whereas Magpies in fairness to them, there's probably not a major threat of goals from their end. This is a team who can score goals. Um, but, they can concede goals as well. So as they've proven mm-hmm. in the league campaign, so let's just keep the glass half full, so to speak, and maybe, maybe we can, we can conjure up something on, or cause an upset, I suppose, is what it would be now.
0: Um, on yeah. Person. Yeah. And I think it's just, you know, some of the texts coming in, you know, a, a disappointing performance, defence, and um, seem to be a bit diabolical for the goals. Patsy there, you know, we were far too open on the counter-attacks, and, and Patsy's absolutely right. You know, two of the goals directly from, you know, from us, up the other end of the pitch and we come back and we it's just a lack of organization which has probably got really annoyed skip the most that when we were on the when we were when they played a counter-attack against us we we just couldn't organize ourselves quick enough to get back it just seemed like the the fluidity of the which they can move the ball from from their defense to forward it's it, it you know it's something we don't often come up against in our league and and that seemed to be the difference because by the time we got back, even even for the third goal, when we got back in numbers, like there's three, four defenders coming in. But actually nobody picked up pick up the runner. <laughs> you know, they're all yeah. looking at the ball, trying kind to of cut out that cross. There's three players going for the near post, one goes with with the player who does the step over, and then suddenly there's an acres of space in the middle of the goal for, for the player to just, you know, to, to place an in pass Shepherd, and that's kind of disappointing from, from my point of view. That we 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 have to be aware that at this level like you say and then we're going to go up a level again if you were to get through that we we, we have to be aware that there's some you you know you, you can't go gun ho in these matches especially you know like skip talking there and post-match and i'm sure you're saying yourselves in the huddle as well like it's only half time in this you know we're not we're yeah. not out of it we're, but at the same time we we could have had this a lot closer if 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 our you know a bit of naivety a bit of bad luck and why you want to put it down to it but all in all, it, it ends up being a two goal deficit, is what it is, you know, and that's that's the reality of it.
1: Yeah, that's the reality of it. That's why I said at the start, you know, you, you, you can you can observe it from whatever which way you like, but I mean, ultimately, we're, we're two goals down and it's, it's 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 a mountain now, like it is a mountain and um, declining mm-hmm. at this point. And um, there's no two ways about it, you know, to get three goals against Icelandic side without reply, a team that's already proven they can't score goals, I mean, it's not going to be easy, but I mean, it, it was a feature, that like, they look very. I'd say they looked very confident and fluid on the ball after after maybe the 15-minute mark. I mean, before that, you could see how choppy they kind of were and sort of... Um, they didn't look like an overly confident side. And, and their league form would suggest that they're not a team that's no. you know, that's um, overly overly consistent either. A bit like ourselves 7-1 no. respect, I suppose. But, like... Yeah. I mean... Like, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's just one of them things. Like, Dundalk are going to need to be a lot, lot, lot better. Um, at Park. I mean, what yeah. changes do you make? I mean, will Louis Ansley come back in in time yeah. for for next week's So, David Collins just just mentioned that? There, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just see that name in Aiman's comments. Sorry, yeah, and you know, you might change the formation a wee bit again. You know, the the to back just didn't suit us at all tonight. There's no two ways about that. I mean,
0: yeah, would you would you be tempted to play someone up ahead of of Hoobin, which we've seen work really really well for us? You know, it, it, well, it might depend on how fit Elliot was, I I assume.
1: Well, Elliot um, could do that. I mean, like, John Martin came in today and, you know, he, he caused some problems that, you know, might... And played, and played well against,
0: um, played against well, Rovers.
1: And played, well, yeah. played very well against Rovers. I mean, like, I, I don't think it'd be on the realms of possibility to see maybe Hoban and Martin maybe up mm-hmm. both up top. Because, like, we need goals. There's no point in, yeah. in um, you know... In, in dressing up any other uh, way. Like, we've got to get first goal on this, haven't we? Yeah, you need to get the first goal as well. So you need to get a goal. You need to get an early goal, preferably, um, to really kind of ruffle their feathers a wee bit and kind of put the nerves back into them. Um, I don't see why you wouldn't maybe play two up top. But now, whether that's Martin or or, or John Martin or uh, Cameron Elliott, um, it's up to Stephen O'Donnell. I mean, I hope... I'd like to see him go that direction or go that route. I mean, I think if you go and play the three at the back again or even one up top like like, like he's done in some other games as well, I mean, I just don't see why that's going to be... I don't see how that's going to really benefit us in this tie at the moment. We 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 need to hit the ground running now in ter- next Thursday night in Oriel. I mean, like there was frailties in the KA team. You could see that. I mean, like we mm-hmm. just didn't really capitalise as much as we could tonight or this evening. I would, I mean, I would,
0: um, like now, if you if we had to look for some sort of positives, I suppose in in this performance, we look for positives in the Dunno performance. Then we look for some maybe frailties in the KA performance. But mm-hmm. the positivities from tonight from you, like. I suppose we got more minutes into to Cammy Elliott. That might benefit us for 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 the next one. Um, having the the experience and um, of Briggs and stuff back in Hoobin back in. we we'll hoping you know the, the the tight strain isn't isn't bad for him as well. What else would you take from tonight?
1: There's not there's not major major positives to take from tonight, Chris. If I'm being truthfully honest, which I mean, those things you just mentioned, players getting minutes like who've Hoobin, Hoobin getting a full. Ninety as well. I mean, will mm-hmm. obviously do us no harm. And you know, he had a chance himself. I think he had a header in the first half. And um, you know, it's it's actually unfortunate. Yeah. I think it's because Davies put the cross. And Davies, you know, yeah, the first wasn't, wasn't wasn't all that bad tonight. I mean, he put some good crosses into the box. I mean, there wasn't. You know, well, it, it was the thing I
0: wanted to I wanted to say to you, Nile, because if you if you look at the goals the KA actually conceded on Monday night, a lot of them were crosses, and their keeper was yeah. coming out he was flapping at things. So I, I nearly wonder, you know, was there too much emphasis on crossing tonight? Because I'm just in the second half, we seemed to every time the ball would come out to either Leahy or Rhino or kane their their first touch was to drag some defenders away to create space for the second player to whip it in every single time. It, it ended up being very easy, I would have thought, for KATM, because it knew exactly what we were going to do every single time. It was either get Rhino kane to the byline or lay it back to and to Leahy to whip a ball in, should we have tried to mix that up a bit more? Or do you think Skip had seen that game and obviously thought you know, under yeah. the high ball there's a frailty there?
1: Yeah, I, I I wouldn't blame Stephen for maybe going that direction. I mean, I haven't watched them. Well, I didn't watch them personally, but I seen the goals back and um, for mm-hmm. the Wonder game. I mean, I wouldn't blame Stephen for maybe using that in his game plan. You know, they did, did, did look frail from yeah. Ross? crosses in that game but i mean like so often you see it. like teams look different outfits in europe sometimes we we know that ourselves from watching them yeah. talk. but over the years i mean like um look i suppose it's 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 one of them things you if you tried to play through tonight and you didn't get any joy you probably, we probably sat here thinking why didn't you put more cross into the box sure. Yeah. I mean, as as you know, I think we're all kind of experts after the final whistle. Sometimes, do you know what I mean? It's like, of course, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I I, I wouldn't be begr- I, I I wouldn't necessarily um say it was a it was a wrong decision to try and pop across into the box. I mean, Davis, we know can cross a good ball into the box. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's done it all season, and he would a couple, either two or three tonight that were really good crosses. We didn't have the the, the 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 sort of prowess to really capitalize on. It. That being said, I mean, like when when plan A is not working. Mm -hmm. was there a plan B? I mean, I didn't really, I I don't recall us really trying to play. With the personnel, it it was probably harder tonight,
0: wasn't it, to see a plan B? Pardon, Chris? I said, with the personnel that was on the pitch, it was probably harder to see a a plan B tonight, to go more direct in any, in any one direction, because I think he kind of played his hand. He made the changes up, change in formation again. It's kind of hard to, to to do, you're kind of set out in, in, with the personnel and the formation to play a certain way, and it's you, you go and you change that, and you end up getting caught on a fourth goal, and you, you know <laughs> the, the, the is dead, the tie is gone at that stage. So, what do you do? Probably, like, yeah, and that's probably just come back to
1: your positives question. I mean, that's probably again one of the only positives is that we didn't concede a fourth goal in the second half because then mm-hmm. it is it really is lights out. Um, yeah, and then you know, Thursday's game in is a, a glorified friendly match in one respect. you know what I mean? And you mightn't get a full crowd either and stuff like that. So. I mean, at least at least we still managed to keep it alive in some respect. I mean, like it's still a mountain, but knowing just yeah. the dog team and knowing that they can not score goals and knowing that um the other the KA the opposition did show frailties. I mean, they did like I wouldn't go out from tonight thinking KA are you know
0: top no. class opponents or no, like they were. This depth completely for our goal. Like let's let's be yeah. fair, none of their players knew exactly where that ball had gone at all, and the the the, chan- the the fact that they gave us two chances to get. To actually get that goal, the initial mm-hmm. cross that comes in headed cleared, and Davis back in again. You're kind of thinking, well, you know, if, if they cough up those sort of chances, let's say that's early in the game, and um, in Oriel Park, that that could change. That could change everything. Absolutely, and I mean, that's, that's exactly
1: it. I suppose again, like it just begs the question: Will he go the other route now? Will we try and play through them a bit more? I mean, mm-hmm. we didn't we didn't really do that at all tonight. I didn't feel. Did, did we try to play it through them at any stage I mean like we, we sort of it was kind of I don't want to say direct from the dock you know we we'd plenty of the ball you know when but we were losing the ball in in positions and defensively we were quite substandard um to, to, to put it mildly um I mean like there is scope there to win the second leg I mean I, you, you don't look okay I mean if you can get at them get at them yeah. I would like, I, I, I'd make changes I mean I know what you're saying Chris in terms of him playing his hand and stuff and we haven't got a huge squad. Of players, but I, I would make a couple of changes. I'd probably start John Martin and um, next Thursday, and possibly Cammy Elliott. If not, you'd like to see Louis Ansley back in the team. Paul Doyle maybe could come in and um, mm-hmm. Alfie Lewis perhaps change the midfield a wee bit. You know, you got to make changes because what happened, yeah, what, 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 what we did tonight, the card or the hand we dealt tonight didn't didn't work. And I mean, no. look, I wouldn't say don't put any crosses in Norwich Park or anything like that. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. We need to be a bit more sort of you know um it, ne- it needs to fluctuate a lot more between direct and sort of you know being on the ball and trying to play through teams it needs to be a bit more sort of let's kind of let's kind of make these boys uncomfortable a little bit you know what i mean and i mean they didn't look i mean especially, well look at midfield in fairness some, some of the midfield players looked good on the ball Um, but defensively they didn't look massively confident on the ball they didn't take mk no. um, yeah, yeah. yeah so if you can get at them if you can get pat home and chasing at them early on and Thursday night in those scenarios maybe you might get a bit of joy but we are going to need not just that we're going to need luck on Thursday as well I mean if we didn't go for tonight you know another night you know we we don't concede one or two of those goals maybe one of maybe one of Martins goes in maybe it's true too we're kind of probably sitting here thinking it's a different story we've got a much better chance but you do need luck in these European games as well and um, unfortunately we just didn't get we
0: didn't get the rub of the green tonight yeah, I, I suppose let's let's look towards um, next week on that. Would you expect Niall, You know, we we now literally have a full week looking into the looking into that fixture with with no domestic fixtures in in the in the middle, which is probably great. Um, and yeah. for skip, the is, the is the is the sole and um, concentration of of every training session and and video analysis between now and then. We've seen five or or three at the back, whatever way you want to describe it um work very well against Shamrock Rovers. Not so good tonight. Would you expect mm-hmm. him to go with that? Would you expect him to go back to a four? Or what do you think?
1: Um Look, I, I don't know what I expect. I, I, I can only give you what I'd go for, and I'd probably go back to the flat back four. Um mm-hmm. if, it, if it was my house, do you know what I mean? I mean, you know, Stevens. You know, team selections. You know, are, are, have been you know rather hard to predict in recent weeks. So it's kind of. It's it's not easy to know what way he's going, what route he's going to go. I'm just basing this from what I think could happen based on tonight, where it didn't work. You know, I'd like to see him go back to that sort of um, forward to back, maybe play. You know, probably keep maybe keep McCord as left full, Davies, you know, right full, maybe Ansley and Boyle. If if Ansley's fit, that could be a big boost for us, mm-hmm. um, and maybe Boyle as well. I mean, I I just think we're like Ansley was a big miss tonight. I mean, and. Yeah. I don't want to get away from that. I'm not trying to use excuses, but I think Louis Ansley has been one of our better players in recent weeks, and he's a very sort of you know he's a bit of a Rolls Royce defender. I mean, he's he, he's quite good on the ball, Um we haven't lost too many games where Louis Ansley's played. If you actually look at the stats, mm-hmm. so I mean, I think he was a big miss tonight. You know, obviously Hoban was the was the was the name on everyone's mouths this morning and over during the week, whether he'd play or not. But I think Ansley is just as much a miss in some respects because you wonder would we've conceded. Those three goals tonight, um, with Boyle and Ansley as a centre back pairing, I'm not so sure. I mean, mm-hmm. that's kind of you know that's probably our strongest defence at the minute, and you're kind of missing that. And you know, Hayden Muller obviously got his goal against Rovers, but he's still a young player. He's inexperienced, and um, he's an inexperienced defender in some respects. Mm-hmm. You know, Lee playing in centre half as well, not his favourite position. Um, I mean, there's there's problems going to arise from that. Um. And look, that was kind of forced today. It's, O'Donnell's hand was forced today in that regard. He couldn't really make any other call, assuming yeah. Ansley wasn't fit to play and wasn't able to play. So, I mean, next week we could have... I'd expect a completely different sort of formation, team selection. Next week, I'd be very, very surprised if he went with the same formation and the same
0: And um, in seven mm. days' time, Chris. Very surprised. In Skip's post-match interviews, he mentioned about getting back and, you know, really creating an atmosphere in Oriel Park, you know, it, it. whether it was just a venue or whatever, it didn't seem like there was much of an atmosphere from the fans. And I know they had to travel a long distance to come down, um, the home mm-hmm. fans, even tonight. Um, so do you think that could be something that might play in um, on, on the next Thursday?
1: Yeah, it was certain. Just going back to that, it's a very strange sort of um, European football game setting, I suppose, with the two teams having to travel you know, a considerable yeah. distance. You, you, you can nearly argue the Dock's trip was quite a shorter, nearly, um, in some regards, because I, I don't know if KA flew or if the or if they got a bus or whatever. But if they got the bus, it would be five hours down the road to Reykjavik, and um, whereas a, flight, a direct flight from, Iceland, from Dublin to Iceland would be shorter than that. But I mean, mm. so both teams, both teams are actually staying in this hotel. The KA players and the dog players been staying in this hotel. So I actually saw Look at oh, it, 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 was, it ended nice and those handshakes then. Well, there was no handshakes this morning at breakfast. I mean, they were, they were keeping a fair distance from each other, the, the, the both sets of players, like, you know what I mean? So that was kind of a surreal experience, kind of seeing the two teams eating breakfast. I don't think I've ever seen that. I've never seen that in a European trip in the ones I've been on. So they were keeping a fair distance um, and this morning. But anyway, I mean, like, O'Donnell, yeah, even in speaking to myself and uh, James Rogers um, after the game there, and um, he, he kind of mentioned that. He, he did reference that, that the home atmosphere at Oriel Park could be a huge factor next week. And mm-hmm. Doc haven't lost, I think we've only lost, against Split, um Yeah. since, you know, it was 2014 in Oriel Park, which is quite a remarkable um, European home record. Some big teams have come to Oriel in that time. You know, Rosenborg, mm-hmm. you know, um, Bate Barasov have come to Oriel. You know, A.K. Larnica, who were a very fine side in 2018, came here or came to Oriel and didn't win. Carabagh you know Carby, another yeah came yeah, yeah. and didn't win. Do you know what I mean? So and I've probably i probably left out a few there who 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 were good sides as well. So mm-hmm. I mean we've got a very, very decent decent home record at Orwell Park in Europe. And you know, I, I don't think the dog will lose the game at Orwell Park um at all and uh, next Thursday. It's a case of can we can we um can we score three goals without reply is is another question, Chris. I mean click mm-hmm. the game the extra time maybe um, yeah, that's, I literally like, that was
0: actually what I was going to say oh, to you. A 2 0 scoreline at full time sounds actually quite feasible, but we're going to have to better ourselves in for it's, extra time yeah. yeah. it's
1: one of those things like the the abolishment of the of the of the away goal rule has its pros and cons. I mean, there's other games where we'd say hmm. it's benefited us, and this is probably one of the ones where it hasn't benefited us because if, if if Daniel Kelly's goal today counts as an away goal as it would have done in seasons gone by, you're suddenly going into this game with a much Mm-hmm. But a much better chance of you know whereas a 2-0 win will send you through and um, to the third round and um, now it's different the away goal doesn't really can't stand fighting. it's very it's essentially just half time in the tie and, and you're 3-1 down and you need you know a 2-0 win will send extra time of course but i mean i i don't know if we keep a clean sheet and um, in Oriel we might need to score <laughs> i get the impression that we probably need to score four in Oriel if we're going to if we're going to get to play what looks like Club Bruges, which would be a really plum draw, of course, um, mm-hmm. in round three. So look, that's not to say it won't happen. Like we beat some Pat's five nil earlier in the season, and nobody would have expected that. Like so, Good. I mean, and, and we got three against um, Bruno's Magpies. You know, three one against Bruno's Magpies. If if, if we repeated that, we we got extra time. If we got one more. You, you go to round three. So it's look, easier mm-hmm. said than done. Sitting here, you know, it's it's going to be um, it's a big ask. It's a big ask for them. Well, look, the home crowd, a full packed Oriel Park, would be a lot. As you say, would be a lot different to what was a what was an unusual atmosphere today at, at, at the Framvalur um, Stadium. Um, it'd be a lot, a much different atmosphere. Um, so, look, don't get me wrong; they made a bit of noise, um the fans that did bring the, the Icelandic support. and there was Dundalk supporters there as well. Um, and fair play to those ones who, who travelled. I mean, it's. it's mm-hmm. Not not the cheapest place in the world to, to, to be, as I found out in the last couple of days, Chris. So, I mean, um, but look, we've every chance if we can hit the ground running, good start, get a goal in the first 10, 20 minutes, it will really ruffle their feathers. Because I think we saw in the first fifteen minutes today how nervous and choppy they could kind of be, and um, if if you, if you mm-hmm. really get at it. but we're we'll going to need to do that. So so let's say we do we do get that
0: early goal. Then, Nile. do you, do you feel that enough pressure on on this K defense, and they really will give some opportunities to us?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, I think they're not, like, with the greatest respect to the Icelandic Football League, I mean, they're not sixth in the Icelandic League um, because they're mm-hmm. world beaters. Like, you know what I mean? They're, they're, look, we probably made them look a lot better today than they actually are times. This is far, far, far from the best team we've played in Europe even over yeah. the last five, six years. Like, you know what I mean? It's the, the way down that list, I'd say, in terms of standard and, 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 and quality. I mean, mm. like, um, like FH, for example, would have been a lot stronger um, than these in 2016. Um, so, look, I think it's just one of them. I think if you do get at them, we, we could definitely ruffle their feathers a wee bit. But um, I mean, it, like, it's it's one of them. I mean, it's it's, it's 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 look. We all want to hope. We all want to see them dock in the next round. We're all them docks <laughs> The first goal going to
0: just be so crucial, though, isn't it? First goal, it's it's going to set up. It's going to set us so up. Yeah. The atmosphere, or it absolutely deflates us, and it's you can going just to be a
1: Yeah. You can just imagine if we if if we get a goal early on in Oriel next week, Oriel would be absolutely rocking. I hmm. mean, we didn't really need that against Magpies, and um, because I think we were kind of, in my opinion, at least, I think we were we were always kind of safe in that game. Even when they got the one-one, I wasn't necessarily worried. I always yeah. felt we'd win the game. I mean, um, and we did. We did, the crowd atmosphere wasn't amazing that night, but then you look at the game against um, Shamrock Rovers. The atmosphere was as good as any as I can remember in many a year. And as you can get something like that next week at Oriel Park, I, if we get an early goal, you might see the nerves really starting to creep into some of these some of these KA players because they are a team that's vulnerable. You've seen the concede you can see goals. You conceded the goal tonight, which wasn't, you know, like if that was at the other end, we'd be we'd be giving out a stink as well. Mm-hmm. The goal the goal we scored today. So I mean. Um, there's a vulnerability there. If we get at them, get an early goal, the crowd really get and the Oriole crowd. You cannot not, you cannot underestimate the the, mm-hmm. the 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 importance of that. And um, we need a full house at Oriole Park next week. We need that full house. And um, I'm sure it will be a full house. You know, European games tend to sell it um, at Oriole, especially. So, I mean, um, get the crowd behind us. Get an early goal. Who knows? Suddenly you're only one goal down. Then it's and then you get at them. I mean, there's every possibility that this tie could still go in our favour but
0: this, this is why we love football it's a
1: huge <laughs> ask it's a huge ask and look if we do it we're certainly not doing it the easy way not that the dog ever do it, chris
0: you know no no but this is this is the joys of football even after defeat we're, we're still hanging in there and um, we do just just a little bit off the european thing there we just Amy collins with a with a question in there just on if you have any update i suppose on any of the uh, potential transfers or, or anything to that skip mention anything to yourselves um, obviously, the transfer window um, closing on Friday. Um for ourselves, do we expect to see anybody? Did Skip kind of mention maybe there, there might be something, or is is it all quiet on the Western Front? Yeah, there's probably nothing
1: imminent um, in that regard. Like I, I know the club have been tracking the availability of uh, Robbie Burton, who's a, mm-hmm. a an ex you know, Dynamo Zagreb midfielder. Um, mainly you know Keith Ward's injuries probably. Um. Emphasize probably the need for another body, um, in that mm-hmm. department. So Robbie Burton is somebody who I know the club had kind of. Well, I understand at least the club had been tracking whether that goes anywhere or whether it has gone anywhere. There's no major update on that. You know, he he a decent spell time was Edgbur came through the ranks at Arsenal, um, had a loan spell at Sligo Rovers last season, I believe, as well, um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, he'd be familiar enough with the league here. Whether he's coming in as cover, um, I know there's interest in England in him as well. The Daryl Horgan thing's kind of gone a bit quiet as well, and um, he's now actually training back at Wickham Wanderers.
0: Yeah, he played in there one of their friendlies.
1: And yeah. my understanding is that Wickham aren't looking to re-sign him, but um, he's definitely got suitors in that part of the world in the UK, and you'd probably expect to see him rock up at a League One or League Two club, um, in in the coming weeks. And um, I would say he's definitely looking at his options over there by the looks of things. And mm-hmm. um, that's that's not to say never. I mean, like we are getting we have money coming in from the first round, which is a considerable pot of 350K, and might go mm-hmm. some way to paying a player like um, Darrell Horgan's um, quality. But, I mean, there's nothing major, majorly imminent. He hasn't, you know, Stephen tends to keep his cards very close to his chest when asked questions relating to transfers. You know, he's been known to, like, say nothing's imminent, and then, you know, a player can sign 24 hours later. So, and I wouldn't um, blame him for that. Like, you know what I mean? He, yeah. he He's... He has to do that, so I don't know if anyone's going to sign before Friday. Like the, the what the deadline closes tomorrow in terms, but I think that's only if players want to sign from other clubs or something. From another club, yeah, you're, you're yeah, contract. So yeah. I'm not sure we'd be signing anybody from another club anyway, and um, for a fee. So mm-hmm. I mean, like there is options still out there. It will be free agents if you sign anybody, and you know the the ones I've heard are obviously Daryl. He's obviously publicly expressed an interest in Daryl Horgan and you know um, Rob, Robbie Burton, ex Dynamo Zagreb um there's another one that can track tracking, but i mean nothing's really imminent as uh, as far as um as far as you know and we do need we do need bodies i mean i was kind of surprised that maybe we didn't look to bring in bodies before i know darren Brownlee came in from Park of mm-hmm. look he hasn't he hasn't been fit he done well when he came on against rovers put in a good shift there for the cameo against Shermark Rovers. and um, but he's obviously clearly far from fully fit to play a european match so i mean i was maybe look, it's tough as well because i mean like who you bring him in realistically? midway through a season. And I think I might have mentioned that in this podcast. I mean, who you mm-hmm. bring in realistically midway through a season, it's going to have a ma- a major impact in European the European campaign. I mean, it's really just bodies that you're looking for at this stage because um it, it's it's a tough market for a League of Iron Club given the way the seasons kind of differ in the UK and yeah. here, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're probably looking at something short term contract. I, I, I see Andy Burton cause was starting it up um on Twitter after Nathan Shepherd's um, heroics in, in recent weeks. I presume there's still, you don't know of any contact from the club to Nathan Shepherd or his representatives. You know? um, I haven't spoken to Nathan Shepard um,
1: in a while, but um, I know Jerry Malone um, had interviewed him last week um, for his column with the Democrat. And um, I think Nathan, he, he, I think he posed the question to Nathan, has he been offered anything? Has anything put on the table? To which Nathan replied, there hadn't been anything on the table for him. So, I mean, that doesn't augur very well. And um, mm-hmm. at this stage of the year, and coming towards the end of July now, that Nathan Shepherd hasn't been offered a contract, as far as we know, and um, by the club, and um, you know, and as far as I'm aware, you know, he can, and I think he can sign. <clears throat> excuse me, he can sign a pre-agreement with yeah another club, um, as we speak. So he's going to have suitors probably in the League of Ireland and cross-channel, um, in the yeah. UK. You'd imagine. So if you're asking my honest opinion on it I mean it's it, it's looking increasingly likely that we're going to be losing Nathan Shepard um at the end of the season because I just don't see you know I, I just don't see why look I, I'm not going to pretend I know the ins and outs of the club's finances and where they are with that but I mean it seems um it seems very troubling that Nathan hasn't been offered a contract this stage of the year and it doesn't augur very well or look very good in terms of retaining him and um, for the 2024 campaign because um He's he's going to have suitors both in the League of Ireland and UK, and he's probably who mm-hmm. for, for all we know, you know, I'm not sure if his agent. Andy can shed any light on that, but for all we know, um, he could have been already speaking to other clubs. Um, at yeah. this point, that
0: being said, which, which I he would be entitled yeah.
1: to. Any... Look, that being said, look, agents are going to do what what they need to do as well. I mean, like mm-hmm. they're going to drop interest and they're going to, of course, back up interest in the, in, in their clients, um, as we know. So, I mean, what are the terms? We, we we don't know what terms have been demanded by the club by Andy Burton and the client Nathan Shepherd in this instance we don't know for sure what 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 the terms being off and um, demanded are so or what they what they're looking for basically is what I'm trying to say so i mean mm-hmm. it, it's probably not as black and white or simple as Dundalk not offering them a contract i'd say there's definitely more to that story yeah. um but there's no update now and and as far as i know at least and um, there's been no contract
0: um put to Nathan Shepherd at the moment and do, do you get a feeling, Niall? Some of that could depend on how far we go in Europe and, and how much extra money we could bring in, that that's kind of going to dictate who we can bring in or who we can retain for next year. Yeah. Do you get that like, feeling?
1: Stephen. Yeah, I do get that feeling. And Stephen, in fairness to him, hasn't really made any secret of that in terms of um in terms of like um, the, the the importance of the European money. And, and that's why this mm-hmm. tie, you know, has a really important feel to it, because it's, it makes a big difference getting through the rounds lot, like, this isn't like you know not denigrating the League of Ireland or the FI Cup which are our bread and butter but I mean like um this is financially yeah the stakes mm. the stakes are, are are so high at, at this level of uh, competition I mean like 550k if you get through this round we've already got 350k and um, mm. Through getting through Magpies, you I mean? Like the stakes are so high, and you know Stephen O'Donnell. You know he, he he said it in the press conference last week prior to the Magpies game that in Oriole that um, you know it is it's, it's 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 really dependent. You know, bringing in certain players and retaining certain players is really dependent on what you do in this competition. And if we go out in the second round, I know we still get a decent chunk of money, but I mean it's not as it's 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 almost half what you could get. Yeah. If you beat a team like KA, and you know the dog has to see the team k is the unseated team? We're ranked considerably higher than KA. Not that the UEFA coefficients are always accurate in terms of you know opposition and stuff like that, but I mean, we are ranked considerably higher than KA. And you know, you would have liked to have thought that maybe we'd be finding ourselves in round three, where you got a free hit against Club bruggen you know what I mean. So, mm-hmm. but at least, you're, but at least it guarantees that pot, of over half a million pot. You know what I mean, regardless yeah. of the outcome against Club bruggen you know what I mean. And, that's a huge difference, and that can be the that can be the difference between keeping an eight shepherd or signing a dour Horgan. Do you know what I mean? Like these things, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, you know, exactly.
1: It's it's it really is it really is like that because the has been well publicized this week. You know, the prize money for the FAI Cup is practically non-existent. You get a mm-hmm. you get a meager hundred k for winning the league championship in this league, yeah. You no, know, and the dogs not winning the league championship anytime soon by the looks of things either. So, I mean, um. So you get a, 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 t- and again, a tiny fee for winning the FBI Cup. So, I mean, it, it just shows how important, especially when you're a League of Ireland club, it just shows how important that European pot is. And why first and foremost, it's important to qualify for Europe, and that's why you want to get back yeah. there.
0: Also There's only important. four teams that
1: can do it every year. Yeah, and Dundalk have got no absolutely no guarantees of being back here next mm. season. So that that's another concern, and that's going to be another thing that the ownership are naturally going to be factoring in. Like They've got to cut-clot accordingly, and that's what they're doing. I don't blame them for that. Is it frustrating? Is it a dog supporter first and foremost? Absolutely. But I also mm-hmm. don't blame them for wanting to cut clock accordingly. We've seen some horror stories of League of Ireland ownership, you know, one not in the two thousand past from ourselves as well. Mm-hmm. Generally, of how things can go if you don't cut accordingly. So, I mean, yeah, it is dependent. You, you do feel it's so important in terms of retaining players and signing new players because you can see, you know, how we've kind of struggled in the in the last couple of windows without having mm-hmm. that kind of money and you know, it's, it, it, it's it's not rocket science. You need money to sign players, Chris.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, look, and and, and that's it exactly, that's, it's even more of a reason, I suppose, to get, get to Oriel Park on, on Thursday and make it nice to get us through this round because it's just, it, it, it could be so dependent on where, what, where and what direction this club goes to in the very near future. And, um, now I really appreciate you coming in from Iceland there. Um, we also need this European tour to continue so we get to see your backgrounds and where you are. Uh, <laughs> everywhere else i'm, I'm just laughing because you move a little bit of sunlight in you it's pitch black at this window
1: right beside me oh, it really well it's yeah. still, it's, it's still pitch bright out here i don't see that sun going down anytime soon and <laughs> um, so i i i got i got a good sleep i got a good night's kip last night and i don't think i saw i don't think i've seen a bit of um of darkness now since i got here so when i got here tuesday er, in afternoon so i haven't seen any darkness and um, which is such a strange, strange um. The quirk yeah. of this, uh, of this wonderful little nation, um, I, 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 won't, I, I do miss a bit of you know darkness as well, Crystal. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. it's kind of hard. But we're just darkness and rain, pal. So you really haven't missed out. On anything. Yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to get asleep. Or fingers crossed, if you've seen me from some nice balcony in Bruges, um, in a couple of weeks. Fingers crossed. And it's, that it's, sounds if good. If not, if not, I'll be back in my sitting room for you know Spider uh, uh, Robots <laughs> or something like that, like which is slightly, <laughs> sl- slightly, slightly less glamorous, you know.
0: Slightly less, slightly less. And um, just before we go, we'd obviously um, like to wish and um, Galley from this podcast and um, all the best, who's over in Coventry at the weekend for the Transplant game representing Ireland. Uh, also, a brother-in-law of mine, uh, Johnny Brennan. So we've got two in that connection um, for Dundalk. So all the best to the lads and um, for that. Well, look, Niall, I think we leave it there. Thanks, everyone, for, for the comments in tonight. Thanks, Niall, for, for jumping in and giving us some sort of optimism <laughs> for, for coming back um, to Oriel Park on Thursday night. Well, look, I suppose, uh, Niall, from the land of fire and ice, um, I think Cave have definitely put any sort of thoughts of progression uh, for Dundalk on ice, but let's just hope that get can put some sort of fire under these uh, players' arses to, to get us through to the, to the next round. Um, and as, as always, we'll be we'll be back for another podcast after that. So until then, come on down.